do you manage to do all that you do? Because the Alpha, Leading HTB, things like Bible in One Year, Leadership Conference, church planting and revitalization around the nation. What does your week look like? How do you fit it all in? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I think we have an amazing team here and it really, HTB has always been, never been about a person, it's always been about a team. And we have great people here who, you know, preach and uh, do stuff. And so I have a very minor role now. My role now is simply, are there two things? One, to bless, and the other is to help. So I try and bless everything that everybody's doing. <laughs> Whatever, everyone who's trying to see God's kingdom advance, everyone who's trying to uh, do what they can, I try and bless them in any way I can. And to help. So I'm on the, you know, I'm at the back, I'm trying to help. I don't do much preaching, but I'll try and help the people who are preaching. Um, you know, we do feedback and uh, try and help them to improve. We try and support all the churches that are planted. Um, Alpha, you know, I don't do the talks anymore. I don't do very little. I, I sit in a small group. I help in a small group. I'm not the leader of the small group. I'm just a helper in the small group, and I love that. Um, I do. I'll probably do one talk at the weekend, um, but everything else, I'm just trying to delegate everything and and to help as much. If anyone wants help, I'm here to help, and I'll certainly bless anything anyone's doing. But that I have a very small role now. Well, wow, fantastic. What do you feel God's saying to the wider church in the UK at the moment? Have you got any sense of, of that particularly? I think there's a huge battle for Britain, really. I think, you know, there's the, as Sandy Miller often says, the, the bad is getting badder and the good is getting gooder. <laughs> and um, I think there's a battle on. And we, ha we have the best news. You see so much, you know, there's so much bad stuff happening, the, 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 the crime rate, the knife crime, the, uh, the violence, the, um, and to a certain extent the sort of um, move away from, from God at one level, but on the other side you see this immense new life springing up, the church, and look at what's happened with New Frontiers in the last 25-30 years, it's just a huge growth, vitality, churches brimming with life and making a difference to society um, and I think that's happening right across it's not just it's 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 you know that we used to think oh the Anglican Church can do it the Church of England would do it on its own or the Catholic Church thought they could do it on its own or new church thought they could do it now I think we all say none of us are going to do it on our own but together, yeah, together. we can see the transformation sure. of this nation and I think one of the exciting things that's happening is Churches are working together. We don't, we're no longer sort of judging each other. We're saying, what can we learn from New Frontiers? What can we learn from the Vineyard? What can we learn? You know, we're all learning from sure. one another and um, considering others better than ourselves and we're, we're, we're working in unity. And that's what Jesus prayed for because he said, when you're united, the world will believe. So I think that's one of the fantastic things that's happening is the unity among the churches. Um, coming together to see the name of Jesus honoured again in our society. And I think that then there's just great things happening in churches, great things happening with New Frontiers, with Hillsong, with Jesus House, with the um, uh, Black Majority Churches, with uh, all kinds of churches. Even in the Anglican Church we're seeing, seeing some, some churches, you know, we've been planting churches in city centres and seeing huge uh, growth. 
because there's a massive spiritual hunger out there. People want to know what's the meaning of my life and what's the purpose in my life. And, and if they can't come into a vibrant church that's, where the music is contemporary, where there's a message that's relevant to their lives, where the people love them and welcome them, they want to stay. And I think you can, one, one level, you can look out at the church and it looks like one of those fields that have been burnt. It's all brown and look, the church looks dead. And if you look closer, you can see little shoots of green coming through. Now, it'll take time before the whole field is green. But those shoots of green tell you it's going to happen. Uh, and yeah. that's what I think is happening. You can look around, you can see the shoots of life. And anyone with eyes to see can see that there's a revival happening and that, that there will be, this country will return again. Because church history shows, it's not like this, it's not like, oh, the church has been declining for a hundred years, it'll go out of existence. It's like this. 1750, the church almost went out of existence in this country. Six communicants in St Paul's Cathedral on Easter Day. 10,000 sex workers on the streets of London. You know, alcoholism, huge, gambling, massive. Um, and then, what happened? Wesley, Whitfield, Rakes, the Sunday schools, Shaftesbury, Wilberforce, the end of slavery, the end of the, eight, the old slavery, um, and Shaftesbury, the transformation of society. And by 1910, there were five million children in Sunday school. So, you know, it was like this. Now, we've, we've, been, we've had a bit of a downturn, but what, with those eyes to see, I think they can see that now it's beginning, the tide is beginning to turn, and there's a new spiritual vibrancy in the church and so I'm very hopeful for the future. What do you see as the biggest challenge ahead for us? I think, uh, the, the, I, I think there, are, there are a number of challenges. I think the cha there's a challenge with the urban estates. Um, I think in, in the past, certainly in the Church of England, we've raised up a lot of pools who are intellectuals, uh, very educated, and our leadership has come from there. Whereas you look in the New Testament, Paul had a very important part to play, but Jesus chose Peter. And Peter was described in Acts 4 verse 13, as they were, Peter and John were, were agrammatoi idioti. And there's, not, there's no politically correct way of translating that. But they weren't intellectuals. Uh, they weren't sophisticated. They weren't well educated. Um, but they turned the world upside down. And I think we've got to find more Peters. Uh, we've got a lot of pools. Uh, we've got to find some more Peters. Uh, so all of our church plants are now uh, twinned with an urban estate. And we need them because the poor preach the gospel to the rich. The rich need the poor even more than the, the poor need the rich. Um, and so we're, 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 and we're trying to then raise up and to train up. Uh, we've started a new Peter stream. Um, and our theological, uh, the place where most of our, our people train, which is a, a theological college we started together with the Bishop of London. Um, so a, a, a stream to train up the Peters so that we could, because they're the people who are going to reach those people. And, you know, the, I'm very struck by Isaiah 61, with, where the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he, uh, he, he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the prisoners, release for the, for the captives, and then it goes on to say, they will rebuild the ruined cities. They will restore the places long devastated. So th this, this is, these are the people, it's going to be the ex-prisoners, it's going to be the people from the urban estates who are going to rebuild the ruined cities. 
And so that, I think, is our, the big challenge is to reach those people and then to train them and to set them free to evangelize, re-evangelize this country. And then the young people, I think, you know, we have to, the message that we, has, has got to reach the, the, the youth in this, in this country. And there's a huge hunger amongst this, this younger generation. And we have to find ways of getting the message to them. That's good. That's so good. Finally, what would you want to say to us as we um, plant churches in the UK and around the world, as we seek to serve and encourage them and have different ministries we're seeking to, to bless uh, and see what God is doing? What would you be saying to us as a movement? Well, amazing. I, I'm just, um, you know, we love, we love New Frontiers and thank God for New Frontiers because you've brought so much to the UK and around the world. They've brought so much hope life, vibrancy, uh, just enthusiasm, can-do mentality, um, keep, keep going. We need you and it's, it's fantastic. Work. You know, we planted a church in, in, in Brighton, St Peter's Brighton, um, and I know that Joel Virgo and Archie Coates are great friends. They work together and they have a vision to evangelise Brighton, bring the good news to Brighton, not in competition with each other but in partnership with one another. And I think that that's so exciting and it's amazing to see. You know, I'm always struck by the attitude of people from New Frontiers because it's always a very humble, gracious, um, positive attitude. They're always so, I've always felt so welcome, so loved, so accepted. Um, and um, I'm always delighted to do anything with New Frontiers. So all I can say is thank you for your friendship, uh, your support of us and your partnership because we love, we love working with you. Nikki, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. God bless.